0: What's going on everybody, it's your buddy, it's Past Phoenix, the YWC reality check, and gonna be a bit selfish, this pod is more for me than anything else, but looking back at my timeline, I haven't talked to you guys since the 8th, which is like 13 days ago, which is not a whole heck of a lot of time, but at least I do like one pod a week or something like that, I haven't done anything since my previews for Deadline and Final Resolution, Final Resolution I was at live, that was awesome, Deadline also proves once again that the Iron Survivor is a wicked, wicked concept, Um, WWE last week has kind of fallen off the uh, rails for a lot of reasons, Um, I've been going to a lot of shows, it's my birthday tomorrow, which is another reason why I'm doing this, this is like I say present to myself, Christmas stuff, family stuff, and I was feeling like ass for like 10 days. You guys wouldn't have wanted to hear from me. If you heard my previews for Deadline and Final Resolution, I sounded like a robot because I was really trying to be in denial of the fact that I felt like absolute shit. (coughs) But... I thought, I'll do something for the end of the year, I'll do something, you know, all the people in the content game do a end of year or wrap up of a, what's your favorite ten moments of the year, and I couldn't be bothered, and I can't look past the fact that CM Punk came home to WWE, so I'll, I'll make that my default answer, am I gonna do, you know, a big roundup, am I gonna do a big predictions for next year, I did, I did do a uh, fantasy booking for WrestleMania a couple of pods ago, if you guys want to check that out. But again, little cliche, and not, not uh, quite what I was feeling this week. So what I did in the past week or so, there have been a couple of, I would say, really good stories, really... Potentially sad stories that have come really good, if that makes any sense, and a collection of really positive wrestling- related WWE-related stories in December, when it's the holiday season, when it's my birthday, that is absolutely my jam. So I, w- I just w- gathered up some news stories to talk about, and we're going to end on a high note. We are going to end on a couple of nice stories about WWE and people in WWE and things that WWE are doing. And that's going to be how we cap off the year. Depending on how my schedule goes, I might get a preview up for Raw Day 1, SmackDown, New Year's Revolution, and NXT New Year's Evil. But that's really up in the air right now. Uh, I do have one more show I'm going to before the end of the year. I'm going to the uh, WWE um, Holiday house show in toronto it's gonna to be a lot of fun uh looks like we're getting seth rollins drew mcintyre shinsuke nakamura and a triple threat match and we're getting damian priest versus cody rhodes in a cage a hey, good times for everybody but like i say countdown was good went to the destiny show went to uh final resolution saw trend 7 get signed to uh his Impact contract, soon-to-be TNA contract, which is kind of cool, because in the Don Koloff, I have now seen Josh Alexander, Speedball Mike Bailey, and Trent Seven sign their Impact contracts in the middle of that ring in the Don Koloff. Plus, I saw the in-ring, I believe, in-ring return for Aiden Prince in the Don Koloff arena. If you don't know who Aiden Prince is, I'm just going to put this out there right now. If you don't know who Aiden Prince is, go check out Aiden Prince. Uh, There's a lot of free stuff on the Destiny um YouTube channel uh that you can check out that he's been in and he's on Impact or he, he's going to be in Impact or he's coming back to Impact soon to be TNA as I say and uh the last little bit of news to come out of all the indie stuff in my neck of the woods is uh we know there's been a bunch of uh people who's 90-day uh, no-competes uh, are up, actually, today. One of them being Mustafa Ali. Next March, we're going to get Mustafa Ali at Destiny taking on El Diablo El Diablo Gabriel Fuerza. Gabriel Fuerza, if you can find footage of Gabriel Fuerza on... Uh, YouTube, I really, really do want to encourage you to uh, check him out as well, so lots of cool stuff happening for me, which has meant the YouTube channel kind of went on the back burner for a week and a half, it's going to go back on the back burner uh, probably until the end of the year, I do have already in the can, ready to release on the 30th, the next episode of NXT Rewind, which is looking back at NXT TakeOver Respect and the hallowed Iron Man Iron Woman main event between Bailey and Sasha Banks. Had a lot of fun doing that. Hope to do more of the NXT Rewind stuff next year, depending on the schedule as well. But yeah, that's my long rambling opener. I've gone on for five minutes now, as the ticker is telling me, so why don't we get into the first story? Live Morgan. Not everybody's cup of tea. I get it. Not, you know, 27 stars in the Tokyo Dome brother. I like Liv Morgan, I think she's got a great attitude from whatever we hear in the back, she's like super well liked, um, hard working, has got a hell of a following, whether people like it or not, yes the the Barbie doll uh, accusations are out there and are as stupid as ever, but what went around in the past week or so was a story that she got pulled over, got arrested for drugs realistically she got pulled over for a tiny amount of weed and i think a pipe or something like that um and she's due to be arraigned sometime in february now she's been gone forever with an injury which sucks um just genuinely happy person to see on my screen and she's a little bit crazy you guys know me i dig the crazy chicks i've been a big backer of Liv morgan for a long time um I'm getting this from NoDQ, but NoDQ got it from PWI, from Mike Johnson. Uh, He provided some initial details when the story was first coming out. The sheriff's deputy saw a yellow jeep that she was operating crossing over a white and yellow line on a country road, according to the arrest report, when a Sumter. Somebody tell me if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, some Sumter County Deputy approached Morgan's vehicle and there was a faint odor of marijuana. Oh my goodness. In 2023, somebody might have been smoking pot. Oh dear. Found inside Morgan's vehicle was a small plastic bag containing marijuana. A small plastic bag containing a small amount of marijuana and a vape pen that may have had an oil-like substance. Oh, dear, the scandal. The substance was tested and proven to be marijuana according to the arrest report. Blah, 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 blah. Really, really unflattering mugshot if you check it out on on nodq.com, and that's not really good, is it? But the bigger thing is, is she fucked now? Is she going to get let go? Is it going to be one of those... We know WWE held on to people way too long, looking at you, Velveteen Dream, but is this going to be where we get uh, turned away, lose your job for something absolutely stupid, like a Matt Riddle, who's still wrestling and potentially going back to UFC? Apparently. Good for him. Uh, The answer is no. The answer is WWE's like, fuck it, she got caught with pot. Whatever. Basically, again, Mike Johnson of PW Insider, aggregated by NoDQ.com, read aloud by me on my screen. There you go. We are told internally that within the company the arrest does not currently appear to hurt her standing. Morgan, I said this a second ago, Morgan has always been well-liked, considered a hard worker and we are told by sources that while they obviously want the situation to be resolved ASAP, it is not an issue that is going to currently put her in danger of being released. Good! Nobody should be fired for pot! Fuck off! It's 2023. WWE is currently waiting for the legal process to play out and Liv is slated to be officially arraigned. That's... I don't know why I struggled over that, in February. According to Johnson, the belief is that WWE still has huge plans to be in a high-profile program heading into WrestleMania 40, and those plans are not expected to change. The story going around within WWE is that the vape pen, which which allegedly contains synthetic substances that Morgan was charged with possession of, actually belonged to somebody else. Several top executives have spoke to her on the day and sort of got this idea. So, she got caught. With a vape pen in her car that's not hers, and a pitiful amount of pot. This should not cost you a WrestleMania moment. If I have to drip feed this to people, uh, I I don't know where we are in life right now. There are people out there doing way worse things and getting for forgiven for it. Amber Heard, I'm looking at you. Um, but yeah, no. I the high point of this, and the, why why do I throw this into a happy thing like? oh my god, oh my god, here's this per- person that a lot of people really like. Is she gonna get fired for smoking pot? And WWE has basically said, no, that would be stupid. Uh, we want her back. We want her back from injury. Let's think about that as well. And we got a big spot for her at WrestleMania. Now, a little, um, little bit of commentary on my part. I don't know where you fit her in, <coughs> excuse me, at WrestleMania, because I think we're, we're pretty damn sure that it's Ripley and Becky, we're pretty damn sure that it's some combination of Bailey and, and the girls from Damage Control, because we know that's going to fall apart quite quickly, and I'm pretty sure that now that uh, Katana Chance and Caden Carter have the tag titles, I think Damage Control is going to be coming for those as well, so unless it is a, a special attraction match, um, I mean, because of something we're going to talk about in a second, Jade Cargill still has to debut at some point. Jade Cargill versus Liv Morgan is not necessarily a combination that I would have thought of. But, um, hey, if she's going to be featured in WrestleMania in some kind of way, um, then you got to assume that they were planning for her to have a big like comeback from injury moment before WrestleMania. And would you derail all of that because you got caught with a little bit of pot? No. Thankfully, WWE slash TKO. I guess we have to say now has a brain in their head, and and they just know that you don't punish people for fucking pot. Awesome. Doesn't say anything in here about what her actual injury status is. Um, if she's totally fine, and I know this kind of goes backwards because her arraignment's in February and the Rumbles in January. I would love to see her come back in the Rumble, not win it, because there's a short list of people that are gonna that are gonna win that, and and. I'm a fan of hers, but I don't think she's in that running. But have her come back at the Rumble, have a good little moment, have some dickhead heel, have have like a Chelsea Green come in and try to spoil the fun like the next the next night on Raw or the next night on, on SmackDown. Oh, I'm going to spoil your return, I'm going to injure you again, and then you get a little mini feud with her and Chelsea Green. Something like that. Um, maybe you want to do sort of a David and Goliath fight, with put her up against somebody like a Piper Niven no offense to Piper Niven, I think Piper Niven's awesome, but she's got the power game, Liv Morgan is a good underdog, uh, and a good underdog that's also a bit crazy is a lot of fun, there's a lot of things that you could do with Liv Morgan, and as I say, the, the, this stupid cliche accusation of, oh, she's only there because she's a Barbie doll, fuck off. Like, just fuck off. She had that rivalry not too long ago with Rhea Ripley where she absolutely ragdolled for Rhea Ripley and made Rhea Ripley, who's already, you guys know I say it all the time, Rhea Ripley fucking star, who's already a star, look even more like a star. Because how how do you make yourself a star? By ragdolling people. You need a good person to ragdoll. You need a female Dolph Ziggler. And Liv Morgan was that at the time. I hope she's got something good. I hope this all blows over in ha ha ha, a puff of smoke, and uh, her pathway is nice, free, and clear for whatever she's doing at Wrestlemania I know she was doing a little bit of the hardcore stuff and I know my girl Shotzi Blackheart went on the Lillian Garcia podcast several several years ago and said she wanted to bring hardcore to the WWE women's division I thought that was a really cool thing to want to do if you want to have Liv Morgan and Shotzi Blackheart in a hardcore match at Wrestlemania fucking sign me up I don't think Shotzi Blackheart's getting a title shot this year's Wrestlemania either much as that breaks my heart so yeah, do something fun like that or make them a team and have them Be the third cog in the wheel, you know, Casey Catanzaro, Katana, or sorry, Katana Chance, Caden Carter versus Damage Control versus those two. Why the fuck not? You've killed these titles, so it's sort of like you can get away with whatever you want. Um, Have a good team, a good solid team like Katana Chance and Caden Carter, a good solid team like Damage Control, and one thrown together team like Liv Morgan and My Girl Shotzi. Also, In the midst of all this, in the midst of dealing with injuries, in the midst of this stupid fucking pot charge, and in the midst of people on Twitter being strange and either saying, Oh my god, I hope she doesn't get fired, or I'm a terrible person, I hope she gets fired. She's also out there doing good shit in the world. If you follow her on social media right now, I'm just going to read this from her ex-post. Uh, this year, I'm joining up with the Packers for the NFL My Cause, My Cleats campaign. You can now bid on my custom-worn and autographed Live and Packers-themed Nike Dunks. I don't know anything about shoes. I'm assuming Nike Dunks are cool shoes. That I wore at the Packers winning game where they uh, where 100% of the proceeds are going to be going to the to the boys and girls club i'm sorry i'm having trouble reading tonight uh that's probably great for listening the boys and girls club's mission is to help enable all young people across the world to reach their full potential they create equal opportunities and experiences for youth despite who they are where they come from or what their circumstances are you can bid now at nfl auction.nfl.mcmc you can see it it's on her it's on her social media so take a look at this shit she's injured she gets fucked over with a stupid pot charge. She's got to worry about whether her job is is okay or not. Even if her job's okay, she's got to work on making that comeback work. She's at least got the backing of the company that she works for that says, yeah, she kicks ass, she works hard, she's well-liked, she's got a great work ethic, we've got a spot for her at WrestleMania. So there's something to look forward to, and she's paying it forward. You can't get... Other than her not getting injured in the first place, other than her not getting a stupid pot charge in the first place, you can't get much better than this. And I'm sorry, call me a softie, call me a biased softie, because I really do like Liv Morgan. This is a good WWE December story. The next story is Becky Lynch, and this one is actually not going to take up that much of our time. It's just something that I kind of already thought. Um... A lot of people these days are saying, oh, when's so-and-so's contract up? When's so-and-so's contract up? I hope they go to AEW. Maybe they can go to TNA when Impact rebrands as TNA. I would love to see so-and-so in, uh, you know, New Japan, MLW, uh, my local indie. Like, don't get me wrong. I would love, like, I talked to you guys a lot about Destiny. I would love to see Becky Lynch randomly show up at a Destiny show and take on Alexia Nicole or Jody Threat or Silesia Sparks or either member of uh, MK Ultra. Like, I would, I would love that. Don't get me wrong. I can't lie to you. I think that would be fucking awesome. But let's be real, and I'm going to try and stay positive here, but you know that the majority of people that are talking about or speculating people leaving WWE... It's because, you know, that other company run by that other psychopath could really use a win right now. They could really use a win right now. I'm just saying. Becky Lynch to AEW, in all seriousness, would be a gigantic move. But here's my problem, and here's my, here's my, not problem, here's my linchpin on that. AEW was supposed to save Ruby Riot. AEW was supposed to save Ember Moon slash Athena. They shunted her off to ROH. They made Ruby Soho a sidekick. Um, Even, like, they're the comp, much like they got to be the company that uh, brought CM Punk back to wrestling, and we see how well that went. Um, The other next big return to wrestling that we thought would never wrestle again was Paige slash Soraya, and she just got beat up by a 12-year-old on Dynamite. So... Would Becky Lynch be huge in AEW? Of course, it, Becky Lynch would be huge for AEW. It would be huge for AEW because it would be a loss for WWE, and those two things are synonymous to a lot of other fandoms. But is Becky Lynch going anywhere? No, she's not. Uh, which doesn't really surprise me that much because she's hooked up with Seth Rollins now. Not only do I, not only is that uh, like a convenience thing, uh, it's a case of if you could travel and work with your partner, would you? But look at Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins has been one of the sort of biggest like WWE flag bearer, flag waver company guys ever. And I don't think that's a bad thing. In the early days of the supposed competition coming out, Seth Rollins was like, yeah, cool, it's the new shiny thing, but we're still WWE and we still kick ass. And I applaud him for that because at the time, it wasn't the uh, wasn't the popular thing to do. It doesn't surprise me that Becky Lynch would sort of have some of the same mentalities, but it was kind of confirmed, and there's sort of a side story to this as well. But she was, again, aggregating this from NoDQ, and they got it as quotes from the Strutting from Gorilla podcast. Um... Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Growing up, WWE was what I watched. It's what I loved. It's the reason I became a professional wrestler. Now, having been in it, I love it. I love the people. I love the audience. And I love... uh, I can speak, I swear. I love being able able to be an important part of the change. They didn't phrase that very well. I love that I get to continue to drive and that my voice matters in the WWE. I feel listened to. Big thing in AEW. They don't really listen to the women. Anyways... I feel like I've been able to change the landscape of women's wrestling forever. That feels very special to me. This is my home. This is where I was born as a professional wrestler. In many ways, in terms of my influence, and it's where I will retire. Now, I will never tell anybody where to go. Like I will be probably the most in the ever since the big war started between WWE and AEW, and it's not really a war. It's just please come watch us. We're not WWE. Uh, the biggest, I mean, other than CM Punk coming back, the biggest sort of one-two punch was whatever the hell pay-per-view it was that ended with the double debut of Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan. And I i turned off that pay-per-view because I was still being open-minded about AEW at the time, but my, my fandom, my loyalty, my bias is what it is. I've always been honest with you guys about that. But I turned off that pay-per-view that night thinking like, For the first time, kind of, we might be a bit fucked. And, like, in some other world, if the next big bang was the four horsewomen show up on dynamite, I would turn off the TV and be like, we might be fucked. But Becky Lynch is staying where she is, and that's awesome. Wouldn't tell her where to go if Becky Lynch decided, or Rebecca Quinn I guess it would be, went to AEW, went to Impact slash TNA, went to ML. I've never watched a bit of MLW. I'll be perfectly honest with you guys. I hear things every now and then. I've never watched it. Becky Lynch is the kind of character that would make me try a brand new company. When I stumbled across TNA, ages and ages and ages ago, back in the six-sided ring days of TNA, what made me try it, was somebody told me that Jeff Hardy and Jeff Jarrett were having a ladder match in a six-sided ring. You know, it's like when Ember Moon was about to debut for NXT, I asked my good buddy Guapo, who used to co-host here with me, uh, what can you tell me about this Athena check? And all he said was, she does a stunner from the top rope. I'm like, I'm in. Cool. If Becky Lynch went somewhere like MLW, which I've never really sought out before, it would be the type of move that would make me check out that brand. Like, that's the kind of person she is, that's the kind of, uh, I hate using the word draw because it sounds cliche, but that's the kind of persona, that's the kind of star power that I think Becky Lynch has. Um, The fact that she's staying in WWE, she does feel very WWE, she came from the NXT system, Uh, I mean, she was trained by Finn Balor, fair enough, Um, and she was part of the Four Horsewomen. she was part of the... Women's Revolution, she was part of the first ever women's main event at WrestleMania. <coughs> She's done a lot of cool shit. She's met her husband there, like I say he's there and and that makes sense family-wise or, or whatever the case may be. Awesome. Awesome to hear. I'm not I'm not calling this as a as a win. Ah, uh, we win so they lose everything, but I'm saying as a fan of Becky Lynch, As a fan of WWE, I'm going to continue to enjoy Becky Lynch wrestling in WWE. And she's going to be left in a prominent spot. They're not stupid. Speaking of which, where's she going to go? Nine times out of ten. Or sorry, 95% or so chance. At this point, we can see where most of the matches are for WrestleMania. We're going to get Cody and Roman. Whether we like it or not, we're going to get Punk versus Rollins, which is going to be awesome. We're going to get some sort of decapitated version of damage control, like sort of falling in on itself. And we're probably getting Becky Lynch versus Rhea Ripley. Now, does she necessarily need to win the Rumble to do that? I don't know. I don't know whether that makes more sense or whether Bailey winning the Royal Rumble and lashing back at damage control makes more sense. Becky Lynch is always somebody that could go to Perth, Australia, by the way, um, to Rhea Ripley's you know, home country, win the Elimination Chamber, look her in the face and say, oh yeah, by the way, see you at Mania. I think that absolutely almost makes more sense because of the placement of uh, Illumination Chamber and who's the current champ on Raw and let's be real Rhea Ripley is not losing that title before Wrestlemania Um, the next step is taking the title uh, sorry taking it from the same Strutting from Gorilla podcast That's the next step, taking the title belt off Rhea Ripley. That title, when I look at that title, that title is the main event of every show. Her title has been seen in so many main events, but it's not because she's defending it. No, just because she's an accompaniment in the main event. I can't have that. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of that, and I'm going to take that belt off of her, preferably at WrestleMania. And when Becky Lynch says preferably, it's like pretty much, I'm going to win that title at WrestleMania. Now, I've been saying for a while me personally because there was and yes I will hark back to it in the in the Wednesday Night War that was that there was that one December 18th episode of NXT that actually beat Dynamite Uh, depending on how long NXT Rewind goes I'm going to do a review of that episode because I hold it in high regard I hold that episode in as high regard as I do some of the takeovers that I will be reviewing next year and in the future so that will be a thing Uh, The long-term storytelling of Shayna Baszler versus Rhea Ripley making it all the way to WrestleMania would be awesome would be really awesome Shayna Baszler's come really close before in the rumble so in that case I would love to see Shayna Baszler finally get her rumble win and then you know call her shot against Rhea Ripley at Wrestlemania you know let history repeat itself blah 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 now yes they've already touched on the history they've touched they touched on their history when they had a random match on Raw that I'm sorry I like both of them but did not deliver those two at Wrestlemania would be awesome for me for me, because I was a fan of NXT, I was a fan of that era of NXT, that would be a really meaningful match at WrestleMania. But I can't deny, A, not everybody watched uh, watched NXT, especially back then. B, not everybody's going to be as into that match as me. And C, Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch is the bigger match, is the... Probably the better match. Maybe not in ring, but it is the better big star maker type of match. I want to see it. I really do. We know that like a year ago, they passed each other on a rampway. One was leaving, one was coming. I don't remember which one was which. And just the glance at each other got a huge pop, set Twitter on fire, etc. Becky Lynch this year when she was on her, you know, sort of perennial NXT title reign where she was simultaneously putting over the girls in nxt and using that nxt championship as sort of a women's mid-card title on raw as well which was awesome we need to do more of that uh they bumped into each other in the hallway and both of them had belts on their shoulders and again same thing even though it was a backstage segment still got a pop still blew up twitter it is the bigger match i don't think i'm getting the match that I want, I don't think I'm getting Baszler Ripley at Mania for the title. Which is fine. I They can do that next year, the year after the year, after whatever. The, like the, the history already exists. The story will get longer. Etc, etc, etc. That match will be awesome. Becky clearly wants it. Um... She's put her flag down and says she wants to retire in WWE. That kind of devotion can, should, and would be rewarded by WWE. Specifically, WWE in the Triple H era, WWE in this new TKO era where they've got money to burn. Um, It's fantastic. Becky Lynch says she wants to retire in WWE. Becky Lynch says she wants a shot at Rhea Ripley's title at WrestleMania. It's all good here. And once again, really happy... Wrestling WWE December moment number two. Charlotte Flair. Now, if you're a normal person, you hear the name Charlotte Flair and you think, oh, that's a wrestler that I really like, or, eh, you know what? she's she's pretty good she's not my cup of tea if you're a terrible person you're like oh my god she's the one that ruins wrestling because she gets everything handed to her we're not going to talk about those people we're going to talk about people that have a good head on their shoulders because we're trying to keep the vibes positive here a couple weeks ago on Smackdown she had the match I think it was with Asuka I should have looked it up I did not Point is, uh, the opponent doesn't really matter. It was somebody in damage control and she took a big fall off the top rope where she caught her leg on the rope, kind of landed on her shoulder and the side of her face. Match sort of stumbled on and then had a wonky finish and everybody, oh, look at Charlotte having such a fucking, you know, botchy match and blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, like, she's incredibly fucked herself up. They came out, they said she was going to be out for a little bit and... Then later on, it was, it was basically, hey, we thought her leg was really bad. It's really, really, really bad. Uh, she's going to be going, undergoing surgery to repair. I don't know what the different places in the knee are, but you know, three different parts of your knee. Enough said. ACL, MCL, meniscus are all torn, and she's going to be going to uh, get that worked on surgically over Christmas. So that sucks, first of all, and not to be outdone. You know, we're doing all this stuff with her idea, but by the way, she also fell on her head and also strained her neck. So let's, like, take a split second, be decent people. Hey, Charlotte, we're really glad you're not paralyzed. Would that be hard? Would that be so hard? Um, so, yeah, so she's gonna be out a long time nine, ten months. Uh, I think they said nine, ten months on the low end, probably a year. Number one thing is she's not going to be at WrestleMania. She's not going to be at WrestleMania 40. That's a huge bummer. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of glossing over that because if you are happy that somebody's missing WrestleMania, you're a shit person. It is a bummer. Uh, it does create, like I said before, uh, b- sort of a big vacuum because everybody was kind of assuming that Jade Cargill's big breakout, you know, debut, potentially debut match was going to be WrestleMania with Charlotte Flair. So... I don't know how that affects the introduction of Jade Cargill. This isn't a conversation about Jade Cargill right now. Um, but it, it, it's terrible, horrible all the way around. And it's just bad. I'm sorry. Charlotte is probably one of, if not the best in-ring women that they've had. Um, this is not... Okay, I'm going to try and say this in the nicest way possible because you guys know what I think about Sasha Banks. I don't agree with this. There's a statement out there that says, you have to like Sasha Banks because Sasha Banks has everybody's best match. Now, first of all, I don't agree with that. Um, I, I think somebody like Paige may not necessarily agree with that. But even if that is the case, Charlotte gave Sasha Banks her best matches. Charlotte is awesome. Charlotte has accolades up the yin-yang, and I'm going to go through a couple because I'm obnoxious. Outside of WWE, she's been in the movie The Psych. On television, she was in 30 for 30, Smashing Glass Ceilings, Carpool Karaoke, Fight Like a Girl, Straight Up Steve Austin, Punky Brewster. Um, I mean, titles don't matter. We'll get to the titles in a second, but Baltimore Sun, Female Wrestler of the Year. 2016. CBS Sports, WWE Match of the Year 2018 versus Asuka and Becky Lynch at Tables, Lives, and Chairs. Pro Wrestling Illustrated, Feud of the Year 2016 with Sasha Banks. Rookie of the Year in 2014. Woman of the Year in 2016. Ranked in the PWI female top... rolling stone ranked her number two in the 10 best wrestlers of 2016 sports illustrated ranked her number two in the top women's wrestlers of 2018 wrestling observer gave her sort of a, a raspberry type award worst feud of the year when with uh team pcb versus team bad and then you go down what um and i'm sorry if your boss is like you you're doing something right six time Raw champion, seven-time SmackDown champion, two-time NXT champion, one-time and final Divas champion, one-time tag team champion with Oscar, the fifth woman to carry the Triple Crown, the fourth woman to carry the Women's Grand Slam, and she won the uh, Women's Royal Rumble in 2020, WWE year-end award for the match of the year versus Becky Lynch at Evolution. Like, she's got the resume from inside, okay, it's easy to say, oh, look at all the belts they gave her, but... Wrestling Observer, Sports Illustrated, Rolling Stone, uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, CBS Sports, The Baltimore Sun, a bunch of different TV shows she's been on. She was in a movie that I had never heard of until I looked this up, quite honestly. And for somebody that sort of kills and dominates the field and whatever, she hasn't held a title since WrestleMania and her match where she dropped her title to Rhea Ripley in a match that people are still fucking talking about in December. I, I, I'm sorry. You can't, you can't say shit. And then you get, was, oh, she might have re-upped her deal. Oh my god. Well, she's going to be gone for a year Why is she re upping her deal. Whatever, whatever. Um, it was first kind of introduced on the uh, Alundra Blaze podcast. I don't know. It doesn't say what podcast during one of her podcasts. I guess it's Alondra Blaze's own podcast. Um, and it's kind of choppy the way she talks, but then we get some some clarification. So we have Charlotte Flair. She's, what, 37? Charlotte is 37 and just signed another five-year deal that's multi-million dollars. Like, I think it's 15 or 20 million or something. I don't know. Somewhere around there for, like, five years. And that, that quote is courtesy of Sports Kita, like I say, from Alondra Blaze's own podcast. But Fightful Select came through with the more... Um, More concrete details, Uh, recently agreed to an extension with WWE and it's believed that Charlotte's deal was the first one to be made after TKO's merger. I don't know that that's true because a big thing was made of Jade Cargill and Jade Cargill being the first sort of TKO uh, contract. Um, Follows quickly on the heels of Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio both re-signing their deals as well, good for them. We have heard that it's a huge money increase over her last contract and one of the highest paid deals to a woman in WWE history. In addition, we're told that a travel bus was included in the deal, which is becoming increasingly more common up among professional wrestlers. This is all good. I don't know. Like, I, I, on one side, I do know because it's Charlotte Flair and people like unreasonably hate this woman. I don't get it. But on the other side, it's like, oh my god, can you believe the ego on her? She's got a bus. No, wait a minute. We're told that a travel bus was included in the deal, which is becoming increasingly more common among professional wrestlers. Not a single person is going to go shit on Cody Rhodes for having his own bus. I'm just saying. Huge money increase. Highest paid uh, woman. One of the highest paid women in WWE history. Good. Good. There's not a single thing that Charlotte Flair hasn't done. And most of it under the vitriol of stupid fans and stupid people on social media. It's good. Like, she's just torn her leg apart and almost broken her neck for everybody's entertainment. And I get it. It's not ballet. All the cliches. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't suck. Like... You don't want her to be a babyface because you don't want her to be cheered because you somehow have this weird parasocial hate for the person behind her. And yes, this is where the Barbie doll thing comes in. Because yes, I say it all the time and partially it's a cliche but partially it's absolutely true. This woman is allowed to succeed despite the fact that she's white, blonde and you don't happen to like her dad. That's weird shit. I really love hearing this. I hate hearing the news about her injury. I hate knowing that she's going to probably be out for like a year. You don't want to miss any WrestleMania, but 40 is a pretty big number. It would have been a really, really good shot in the arm for her to be the one chosen to introduce us to Jade Cargill. The way they're already treating Jade Cargill like a massive star. All that goes down the toilet, but it doesn't matter because we've got Charlotte Flair for another five years and she's going to get treated appropriately. I don't know how there can be this outcry about the um, independent contractor status of wrestlers in wrestling and how little they're paid and how little of what the company makes that goes to the actual wrestlers and then you get news like this and it can be received as anything other than a huge victory. Huge victory. I, I don't know what else to say. Really, really hope that, uh, you know, her. obviously all her healing and, and recuperation and recovery and all that goes as quickly and as painfully as possible. Other side of that is don't rush back before you're ready. And you know what? You've earned it. Enjoy your money. Enjoy your fucking bus. Awesome. Awesome story number three. The last one I want to touch on is just a recent interview that... IRS did talking about Bray Wyatt who we lost last August and First and foremost, I gotta start off this one I Kind of feel shitty that I never came up and did like a proper like, you know I don't know what you want to call it like remembering Bray Wyatt or hey this happened and it sucks because that's pretty much all you can say. Because you're not going to say anything that the friends, the coworkers, the family aren't feeling ten times as much as we do, as fans. But obviously, like everything that everybody else said, uh, go back and look at output by guys like Simon Miller, guys like uh, Greg Morgan. Uh, good mic work. Um, they'll put things into words as far as as Bray Wyatt passing away way better than I ever would. Because what do you what do you do? Like you hear about all these awesome things you hear this story about when braun strowman first you know joined the roster and he didn't have any money so bray paid for his hotel and his food for like six months or something like that and then you think about how all that affected the wrestling community like so quickly on after luke harper passed away and and it's uh, it's, you just go i don't want to be dramatic but you go down this like sort of like this really really sad black hole so i didn't when, when that happened, I didn't come up here and say anything, because, honestly, like, I'm not going to say anything that everybody else already wasn't saying at the time, but the guy was wicked creative, you guys know I love the weird stuff, the, the Firefly Funhouse, to the Fiend, to even the Burnt Fiend that not everybody liked, to the... Even the pitch black match with uh, with L.A. Knight, which you have to look back at differently now because it's friggin' Bray's last match, but it was weird and different, and it kind of looked like glow in the dark mini golf a little bit. But like Bray Wyatt was the character that you could do that with, and even in the uh, when he was the cult leader Bray Wyatt, and he had the the spooky kid at the cage door like singing at John Cena and all that cool stuff, and you just start. Eventually, you start just doing that, just like sort of naming off random, cool Bray Wyatt shit um I don't know there's nothing I can say, there's nothing i can I can put into words that's gonna be anything that any fan hasn't already said, anything that any content creator hasn't already said, anything that any wrestler hasn't already said, anything that any family member hasn't already said, so it's kind of pointless, but the news that came out. This week, actually, two days ago, as I'm recording this now, was this interview that IRS did, talking about how how much it meant to him to have his kid on the road with him, and you know he had him on the road with him at six months old, and it's he says it's still a nightmare to wake up now and know that he's gone and know that it you can't get it back type of thing. Uh, he was a jolly fella. He loved to laugh. He was loud. He was always laughing. He lit up a room. He lit up the wrestling business. People come up to me with with stories about him, and then they say took 15 minutes when he was supposed to sign autographs, and he went to 20 and 25 and all that. The big story that came out of all of this, though, was he was really, really affluent with his praise towards WWE and how they've been to JoJo and the kids and whatnot, and he announced that WWE put Bray Wyatt on a WWE Legends contract, and that all of that money from that Legends contract is going, all the proceeds from that are going directly to JoJo and his four kids and all that, and I just... Normally, I'm I'm the, like, you know, wave the flag for WWE because WWE does good shit. Look at all this Make-A-Wish and all this crap that they do. I'm not even doing that, really. I just think, like, good people in the position to make these types of decisions did the good thing and made the right decision, which shouldn't be a headline, but the world's kinda shit. So when good people in the positions use the position to do the good thing, it should make a headline. I don't. I. I can't articulate it any better than that. I'm. I'm falling apart on this last one because it's a bummer. Because it takes us back to the day that Bray Wyatt passed away, and none of us thought it was real. And then it's like, okay, you know, WWE, big bad evil corporation that hoards all their money. Well, no, in fact, they are really sad for the loss of their friend, their coworker, their talent, whatever, and they're doing what they can in their own way to lift up this entire family, and that's. Fucking awesome. Um, if anybody follows Mika Rotunda on on Instagram, she did a story a long time ago about how the Rock just went to them and just like checked in with them every day and said, Hey, what do you need? Uh if she didn't say anything back, he just like showed up with groceries and shit. Now that's the rock. And of and of course like cynics are gonna say, Well, he's a fucking gajillionaire. Of course he can do that. Well, yeah, of course a gajillionaire can do that, but you still have to make the decision to do that. WWE has more money than God. They can do whatever they want with it. But the, po- the point of that is they can do whatever they want with it, and they chose to do this. And that's fucking awesome. I don't know what else to say. I really wish I could be more eloquent with this. I It's not like the other ones where I can be sarcastic about Charlotte Flair, or I can talk about being excited about Liv Morgan, or I can kind of boast a little bit that we get to keep Becky Lynch. Um, I can't bring any of that sarcasm here, because it's just, WWE does good sometimes, and sometimes that's what you need to hear, because there's a flood of negativity, and you make the mistake of going on X, or by God, you make the mistake of turning on the news, or look around the world and see what's going on, and look at how people treat each other, and look at how people, with the means to do stuff like this, just don't do it. I don't know I don't know what I'm, I'm rambling on anymore I just think it's awesome this <coughs> I mean I commend IRS for even being able to go on a podcast and talk about this at all I'd be a mess um, I I don't know I guess he's a wrestler and his kid was a wrestler so let's have a wrestler onto the wrestling show to talk about the wrestling and then it goes into this um, so Credit to him for going out and having a, an interview and talking, obviously talking about uh, Wyndham passing away and all that kind of thing. But also, kind of love that he's he's given a little bit of love back to WWE and letting us know that a good thing happened. And that's it. And like, you're not going to replace a husband, a brother, a son, a father. You're not going to do any of that. But you do what you can. And when you're a big, scary, evil corporation, what you can is is money. And that's awesome. I, I don't know what else to say I wish, as I said, I wish I was being more eloquent about this I wish I was being I wish I had something brand new and profound to add to this story I just big, gigantic, successful company does the right thing is that, is that the headline? maybe that's the headline made me smile, anyways uh, as a, you know, sort of died in the wool day one probably till I die WWE fan it's nice. it's nice when our guys do something nice. It's nice to be nice. I don't know. Um, I think I needed to do this podcast more than I realized. Just some nice shit. Liv Morgan got fucked with. But her job is secure. And they want her back for WrestleMania. And everything's cool. And the company still likes her. Becky Lynch is staying in WWE. She's having fun in WWE. She likes what she's doing in WWE. And at WrestleMania, she's probably going to give us an awesome match with Rhea Ripley. Charlotte Flair just mangled herself. She's going to be gone for a year. But she's coming back after a year to a five-year contract and her comfy fucking bus. that's going to, say it with me now, piss off all the right people. And unthinkably... We lost a really, really cool talent in Bray Wyatt, and WWE are trying to do what they can in the wake of that immense, tragic loss. Four cool stories. This is how I'm choosing to end my year. This is dropping. Tomorrow morning, it'll be my birthday. I'm super fucking old. You want to wish me a happy birthday, or you want to tell me that I'm fucking old? Hit me up on the comment section, or on X at Spaz Phoenix. I'm going to do what I always should do, and I never managed to do properly. If you're listening to the sound of my voice right now, want to thank you guys for another year. I've been doing this for way too fucking long. If I can ask anything of any of you, if you are listening to me on YouTube right now, I'm, ha- I'm still having a lot of problems with YouTube right now, please do consider checking out this content on some other platforms. I guarantee you the content is identical. Uh, check it out on Rumble if you want another video platform even though there's not much video involved in these these days or check out the audio on spotify on amazon on itunes by searching Spass phoenix podcast love you guys if you choose to stay here that's awesome the response i got to my wrestlemania fantasy booking video was the biggest response i've gotten in a long time this is not a gigantic channel but those of you that have stuck with me for however the fuck long I've been doing this. Really do appreciate it. Really do hope you guys are having a great Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever other holidays that my ignorant ass isn't thinking of right now. I hope you're having a good December. I hope you're having a good run-up to the new year. I hope you guys are having a good wrestling year. I hope you guys are having all the good shit. I just, I really do. Um, If you're hate listening to me, then I hope, I filled your hate boner. That was a really awkward thing to say because I'm running out of things to say. This is my probably end of year podcast unless I do more. I've been Spaz. Your YWC reality check. Subscribe up there. Talk down there. Start a conversation. Keep all these conversations going. Don't be a stranger. I'll talk to each and every last one of you later. But For right now, tagging out, guys. Thanks very much.